0: It is December 9th. This is the NBA podcast with Corey Craig. Strap in because we got a good episode. Let's talk some hoops. Episode here of the NBA podcast. Uh, this is your host, Corey Craig. I thank you for listening. Check us out on Twitter as well NBA Podcast One. Um, a little housekeeping action to start the day. NBA uh, Podcast is going to be recorded every Sunday and Thursday. So if you really want to be on the ball, look for us Thursday and Sunday nights. But if you're that you know, person who wants to wait till the next day, just check us out on Mondays and Fridays. Uh, we're going to be there for you. Uh, and of course, throughout the week, catch up on the episodes. So let's get into it. Let's talk some hoops. Um, first things first, it's Sunday. Let's look at the standings. Where is everyone hanging? What are the big movers and shakers? If we look over out to the east, not much has changed there. Raptors, still number one. Uh, they're holding strong, 21 and six. I mean, the Eastern Conference, it is a bit weak, so, I mean, there are a lot of questions about how the Raptors are going to fare against good teams. They've had a pretty easy schedule to now. Um, they haven't lost any sub-500 teams. Um, I think probably their first one was against Boston, or, sorry, um, Brooklyn, in that overtime loss the other night. Uh, there's definitely some worries about Toronto scoring. Um you know, Kawhi Leonard right now is carrying the teamless score. And then you have Serge Ibaka and Pascal Siakam. Um, but, you know, if they get to the playoffs, who is going to be that big playoff scorer for them? I don't think the team can just rely on Kawhi. I think they need someone else to produce uh, numbers in terms of scoring. I mean, Kyle Lowry is doing an amazing job right now as a playmaker. He's moving the ball well. He's high in assists, um, but he needs to do more. And that's it's hard to ask um of Kyle Lowry because it feels like he does so much but he definitely needs to produce more in terms of scoring um he needs to be putting up you know at least 20 a night help Kawhi out um I mean everything else standing wise in the Eastern Conference not too not too crazy I mean that six or eight seed it's either going to end up being Charlotte or, or Detroit no other team really has the power to crack the playoff race uh in the east right now I mean Miami, Washington, Brooklyn, New York, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Chicago just aren't making the playoffs. Chicago just sh- suffered that brutal uh, loss against Boston on Saturday, one thirty-three to seventy-seven. Worst w- worst home loss in uh, Bulls history. Got booed off, um, and they just fired uh, their head coach not too uh, long ago. Just a few days ago, they let him go. Uh, so things aren't uh, things aren't holding steady with the new coach either. Um, Boylan's in there. Um, but you know, Eastern conference, you know not too exciting this year. Um, I mean, exciting if you're a raps fan, but for everyone else, I mean, if you're not cheering for the raps bucks or 76ers, is there really much of a chance for Indiana to get to the the, the finals? Probably not. Let's dip over into the West. Denver, number one in mid December. Um, amazing. Um, but I think with last night's shakeup, Golden State may have moved into the number one spot. Uh, and that's the interesting thing about the West. It's, you know, one game can change everything. Um, and I'm just rechecking. And yeah, Denver had that loss uh, last night, Saturday night. Um, to Atlanta, uh, 106 to 98. Um, and they were first in the West last night, and now they've dropped to the third. Golden State's number one, Oklahoma City's number two. And how about Oklahoma City? Um, you know, I don't think they're getting the attention that they need to this year. And I kind of mentioned this the other week, but they are just doing some awesome things like Paul George, Russell Westbrook playing amazing basketball. Um, they got to play Utah uh, tomorrow night, um, but you know, in the last ten games are seven and three. They're playing phenomenal ball. They're sixteen and eight, second in the West. Uh, number one, Golden State. No one's really surprised there. Um, they had kind of a, a little bit of turmoil um, with that whole Draymond Green, Kevin Durant drama, but you know, Steph's back, and you know they had a great win over Milwaukee recently, one hundred five to ninety five. Golden State's playing great. Uh, they're going to play great. Um, I think when all that kind of drama went down, even I went into it, I was like, oh, Golden State, you know, they're losing it. But, I mean, they're they're back on top right now, 18-9. and nine. Um, Just playing an amazing brand of basketball. But Denver, I mean, they do have a great team. I do want to talk about them some because, you know, for a while – this month they were number one, and you know, depending on what happens with Golden State, Oklahoma City, and Denver, and you know their next games, they could be back at number one. And Denver, they do well in defense and offense, but what Denver does best is defend the ball, uh, which is interesting because I think a lot of people, if you ask them that question, they would be like, "Oh yeah, Denver, they they score really well," um, but their defense is phenomenal right now. My worry with Denver is what happens when Isaiah Thomas comes back? Uh, do you bring him back? I mean, he is going to get playing time. He's definitely going to you know, get time on the court. But right now, Denver's playing so well. They're moving the ball well. Guys are running around. Everyone's cutting, slashing to the basket. If Isaiah Thomas comes, is that how they continue to play? Because when he was playing for Denver, and he was healthy, they weren't playing that way um with him so once he comes back how are they going to react how is that going to change things is Denver going to still be a high seed going to the playoffs when Isaiah Thomas returns um the other interesting thing about the West right now is Los Angeles Lakers and of course Elliot's is getting a lot of attention this year with um LeBron James on the team I feel like every time I talk about L.A., I just have to preface it by, you know, LeBron's there. That's why we're talking about them, because it feels like, you know, L.A.'s been irrelevant for the past couple of seasons. Um, But LeBron's, he's getting something going with uh, L.A. They're slowly moving up uh, the Western Conference standings right now. They're fifth, um, right below the Clippers. I mean, Clippers and Lakers, fourth and fifth in the West. When was the last time we kind of saw them high up together? Uh, they're only one game behind, uh, that fifth place spot. Um, but LeBron's, he's had strong scoring games, uh, the past few games, um, recently had a nice, you know, 45 point outburst a couple nights ago, 20 points against Memphis on their win on Saturday. The team's playing well. Um, they're getting wins when they need them, but they're still not getting those big wins against, you know, the the huge teams. I mean, they did get a win against Memphis, who's a playoff contender. Um, right now, they're six overall in the West. But LeBron, he's getting it going, um, and they're slowly moving up. And it's a long eighty-two game season, and out in the West, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing to look at uh, the stats because right now, out of the fifteen teams in the Western Conference, there's only one team that doesn't have double-digit wins, and that's Phoenix, um, with only four wins. The 14th overall team, Houston, who let's not even talk about how dreadful they are, um, they only they have 11 wins right now, but then if you go to the Eastern Conference, there's four teams that haven't even hit double-digit wins yet with New York, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Chicago. It just shows you the difference, really, that these teams are playing against, and there's always a lot of talk about the Western Conference is harder. The Western Conference is more competitive, but you really see it this year uh, in the standings. I got to give some love to my Sacramento Kings. They're just outside of uh, playoff contention, four games back right now from first place spot. Just one game behind Dallas. Uh, and how how interesting is it that two LA teams may make the playoffs this year, and only you know no. Texas teams may make it uh, that's something they may have to look into and see the last time that that happened like you got San Antonio Dallas and Houston who may just not make the playoffs this year and how crazy would it be if San Antonio and Houston don't make the playoffs or even Dallas if they don't make the playoffs like how crazy will that be because you know these are teams that maybe not so much Dallas in the you know past two or three seasons but San Antonio and Houston They've been contenders. I think San Antonio has been to the playoffs for 20 or 21 straight seasons, but you know, one one move, and I mean that one move being LeBron James to the Lakers, can impact an entire conference, an entire league. Um, just goes to show how strong uh, LeBron is of a player. And I mean, I don't want to turn this segment of looking at the Sunday standings uh, of just gushing about LeBron, but it's amazing how one player has such power to influence, you know, an entire league. Um, but, you know, he made that move, and there were some other moves that were made because of him. Other people went to L.A. L.A. got rid of some people to, you know, get LeBron, um, make it a, a landing spot for him that he would want to go to. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's totally changed uh, the NBA I mean you have Houston who was almost made the finals last year now they're not even going to make it you have San Antonio who again has made it a number of years they're not going to make it Utah, Utah had an amazing season last year um, and they may not they may not even make uh, the playoffs and then you have a team like Phoenix who's been terrible and they're continuing to be terrible um, <laughs> so um, good look at the Sunday standings quick break get back to it for weird of the week all right it's time for weird of the week part of the show where we just look at weird little things that happened uh over the last little bit uh, in the nba uh nba podcast has been at a commission for the past little bit so some of these are a little bit older than a week but all the same still weird let's start with devin booker devin booker wants a super team uh he wants to play with superstars um Kind of in quotes, however, you want to, you know, say someone is a superstar, but he wants to play with, let's say, all star level talent. Um, But he wants people to come to him, to Phoenix. Uh, Not really known as a big free agency getting uh, (laughs) destination. You know, not a lot of people um, wanting to go to Phoenix, mainly because they've been terrible the past couple of seasons. so Devin Booker, like you're a, you're a nice kid. You look like you're 14. Um, you're you know an NBA player who doesn't look like he should be able to score 71 points, but somehow you do it. I just don't see a lot of you know superstar talent, uh, all star level talent, wanting to come to Phoenix. <laughs> to Phoenix with you Uh, it just seems odd uh, that you would want this Um, I mean I get why you want it but that you definitely want people to come to Phoenix and not you go to them Um, but you know who knows maybe next year Kevin Durant ends up in Phoenix with Devin Booker and they're just shooting threes and not playing any defense I'm on board for that Phoenix team it's pretty much what they already are right now how about this one with Kawhi Leonard Uh, Kawhi Leonard um, previously with Nike, um, decides to sign with New Balance. Uh, New Balance not known for making basketball shoes. I don't believe they even have any basketball shoes. So Kawhi Leonard's going to be the first. And maybe he's trying to do what um, Nike and Jordan did together, where uh, you know they poured their entire basketball budget into Jordan. Nike was in a young company. And the two just skyrocketed, and Jordan makes more money from shoes and clothing and his Jordan brand than he ever did playing basketball. And maybe that's what Kawhi wants. Is he going to get it from New Balance? It just seems weird. Uh, New Balance, most famous for making dad shoes. Um, but here we are, Kawhi signing with him. You know, he's doing a lot of weird things. He's, you know, he's laughing all the way to the bank because I'm sure there's a big payday coming for Kawhi. But I am really interested to see what those shoes are going to look like, and I definitely want a pair regardless of how they look um, of the Kawhi New Balances. Another uh, weird little interesting thing, uh, Giannis Tentacumpo of the Milwaukee Bucks uh, turned down offers to work with LeBron, KD, uh, Carmelo Anthony, which I fully understand in the offseason because he didn't want to work with rivals. Um, just wanted to work out with Kobe, which I fully understand. Like, if you're a young NBA player and Kobe's like agrees to work out with you, do you really want to work out with anyone else or do you just want to work out with Kobe? Personally, I would take all the Kobe time I could get. Um, but I mean, Giannis is like, I don't want to work out with rivals, which is um, it's interesting. You don't really see that a lot in today's NBA. Uh, it's a little bit weird just because you don't see it that much in today's NBA, because a lot of the guys are a bit more, uh, you know, friendly, chatty. Um, you know, LeBron and KD, they hang out in the off offseason. Um, LeBron and Wade, Chris Paul, Carmelo, those guys, they're all kind of friends, uh, even off the court. And I mean, it's like, at the end of the day, playing basketball is your job. Do you have to hate other people who also have the same job which is to play basketball that's like all accountants hating each other and one accountant not wanting to learn from another accountant because it's like hey i want to do all of the accounting but you know is what it is Giannis is going to do what he wants to do um maybe he just feels it gives him more of that competitive edge uh so guys don't see all his moves even though his move is just get to the paint take a step and dunk it because he's 19 feet tall. Uh, Giannis weird of the week, um, and the other weird uh, thing of the week that I saw this is kind of a weird little stat. Andrew Wiggins having a terrible season right now. Um, if you if you looked at kind of his stats this year, um, which I've gone over his numbers a few times on the show, but He's having a terrible season, but right now he's on pace to become the second all time leading scorer for Minnesota. Of course, uh, all time leading scorer for Minnesota is Kevin Garnett. Um, But he's on pace to be number two, which is really, really interesting and really, really weird. Like, I just did not see that coming at all. But um, it's happening. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, probably this season, um, you know, hopefully he doesn't have any season ended injuries. So if he finishes out the season, it's. Going to become the second, the all-time, number two on the all-time leading scorer list for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, Weird. All right, that's Weird of the Week. Coming back, we have Finally. Finally. part of the show where it only pops up sometimes, really, when we just need to say, finally, this has happened. Uh, The Cavs are finally making trades. We've known for quite some time that they are – in full tank mode this season they are just going straight down to the bottom uh it's almost you know a a competition right now for for cleveland uh and for (laughs) atlanta and chicago to see which team is just going to tank the most in new york at this point they're probably like let's just get in there we've only won eight games let's see how quickly we can lose some games Uh, but the Cavs made the trade of kyle korver sent him back to utah where he had spent some time previous. Kyle Korver psyched about it. Utah fans also happy about it. Finally, the Cavs are making trades. Not just with Kyle Korver, though. They're making deals. They got rid of George Hill to the Bucks, um, which is a good pickup for the Bucs. And on that Kyle Korver move, great move for Utah. They definitely need some shooting right now. They're struggling with offense. And Kyle Korver, I mean, he's... He's 38 years old, 38 or 36, um, but he's still able to come in, drain some threes, and that's all they really want him to do is maybe take five or six shots a game, you know, get 10 or 12 points, and then just get back out. Um, George Hill still has a lot to offer for the Bucks. He's going to be able to, you know, be a good playmaker for them. Uh, Bucks getting rid of, rid of Matthew Della Vidova going back to uh, Cleveland. Uh, last time LeBron won a ring was with Matthew Dellavedova, so maybe he's the difference maker. Maybe Cleveland now, uh, with picking him up, he's going to be like, "We're not tanking; him winning. winning." Um, you got to feel a little bad for Matthew Dellavedova, though. Um, he was on a playoff-contending team, possibly going to be able to get to the finals uh, this year, maybe even get another ring. Um, but now he's being traded from. One of the best teams in the East to one of the worst teams in the East—tough, uh, tough for that guy. I mean, it must be nice making a few, you know, million dollars playing basketball, but it's gotta suck when you just go from one of the best to one of the worst. Um, but finally, the Cavs are making some trades, and one, one final thought uh, before and the podcast just kind of one last thought if you will uh mentioned earlier in the show how good oklahoma city was playing this season Uh, right now they're high up in the standings in the western conference and a big part of that has definitely been you know the play of paul george stephen adams but you can't not talk about russell westbrook he's a leader on this team you know he's been the guy Since Kevin Durant left, he's been trying to do it all on his own. He's been having a great past couple of seasons. Um, Russell Westbrook is a guy who a lot of people still talk about him as being a poor poor point guard. And you heard a lot about this when uh, it was him and Harden and Durant, and even when it was just him and Durant on the Thunder as kind of the leading men. People were always like, oh, Russell Westbrook, they should just play him at the two. He's not a playmaker. But right now that, you know, not a very good point guard is leading the NBA with assists 10.2 right now. And he's done great assist-wise for the past couple of seasons. I'm not sure where this comes from, but you hear about it kind of a little bit every year. It kind of pops up about Russell Westbrook and you know him not being that great of a point guard because he goes on and he sh gets buckets. But I mean, last year, 10.3 he averaged 2017. Um 2016 to 2017, 10.4. 2015 to 2016, 10.4. The guy can move the ball. He's a great point guard. Is he a scorer? Yes. So Steph Curry. No one's like Steph Curry. He's not that good of a point guard. Steph hits bomb threes and makes silky smooth passes. Russell Westbrook, what the only difference is, I mean, he hits threes, but he's more known for just aggressively attacking the basket. Um, That's just my final thought, is every time, you know, every – every season it always pops up at some time when there's something about russell westbrook it's like you know can't move the ball can't pass not not a true point guard it's like the guy's leading the league in assists he's been averaging over 10 assists a game for the past four seasons he's doing phenomenal russell westbrook you're a great point guard in my book that is all for today's episode thank you so much for listening uh If you're listening on Spotify, please follow. If you're listening on iTunes, give us that rating. Hit those five stars. If you're listening anywhere else, thank you. Uh, Look for a new podcast this Thursday. It's going to be awesome. Enjoy the NBA this week.